Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, it says that, let's all read it from the screen, let's go. Say it again. Read it again. Read it for the last time. In Acts chapter 13, verse 20, 21, and maybe we add 22. It says that, Acts 13, 20. After that, he gave them judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterwards, they asked for a king, so God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David asking, to whom he also gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man, a man after my heart. You can't be after God's heart until you have a heart for him. So it was David who said in Psalm 67 that my soul follows hard after thee. My soul follows hard. I saw. It was David who said in Psalm 42, verse 1, as the deer pants after the water brook, as the deer pants for the waters, water brooks, so my soul pants after you. So my soul pants after you. One of the best things that can happen to any human being on earth Especially when you are young. The younger you are, it doesn't matter your age, it's always the best position to be in. But when you are younger, it gives you the best of life. It's a hunger for God, a heart for God. So when Jesus resurrected from the dead in Matthew chapter 21, verse 16, that was as they were eating fish. Jesus asked Peter, verse 16, Simon, Son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? Your love for Jesus must always be more than for others, other things, and more than others do. Do you love me more than these other guys? Or do you love me more than the fish you're eating? It still means the same thing. More than what you are enjoying. The best position to be in life is a heart for God. That's why who you do God with matters. Because for some reason, people who have great destinies in God are so much always influenced and touched by others who have a heart for God. If God is going to do something meaningful with your life, you begin to develop attraction for people who have a heart for God. That means God is beginning to help you. 
In fact, was it yesterday's reading? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Psalm 15, it, it spoke about who will stand in the holy sanctuary of God. In other words, when you read the Message Bible, it puts it in a very funny way, 15 verse 1. How does the Message Bible put it? <laughs> who gets invited to dinner at your place? <laughs> at your place? <laughs> How do I get on God's guest list? <laughs> you want to be invited for dinner? You want to make it your name to be on God's guest list? There are things that you have to also do. It's not, it's not enough to say Jesus has done it. There's are things that if Jesus... Okay, listen. Are we all not born again? Like many of us have been born again for, how many of you here have been born again for about three years? Okay, some people don't understand what it means to be born again. Jesus is now living in your life. You are is ruling your life. You are in constant fellowship with Jesus and with the saints and you are active in Christ. You know you are serving the Father in spirit and in truth. You don't have issues about your life. You are, you are fully in Christ. That's what it means to be born again, not, the, not just being in church. You've been born again for over two years or three years, over three years. You see, but not all of us are at the same level of blessing. Some are getting more blessed. Others are not getting that blessed. So that means that we can all be children of God, but not all of us will enjoy the blessings of God to a certain dimension. So, what Christ has done for us is to make us qualified to stand before God to be blessed. But now, the dimension of the blessing is determined by certain things we also do. Who gets invited to God's, to, or to be on God's list? Uh, God's guest list. Wow. I'm on God's guest list. I've been, I've been invited to dinner at God's place. Wow. When you read from the New uh, King James Version, the verse 2 tells us, um, he who walks uprightly, you see? You see? What does it mean to walk uprightly? You're not dodgy. Your behavior is not dodgy. So you see, this is what I'm saying. We can be in church. We might not know other practices you are having because it's well covered. Because you are good at it. Okay. Your weakness or your disadvantage in life is that you are good at covering up. Yeah. So when you are even sinking, you cover it up. Before we realize you're under the sea. Oh, what happened? We thought you were fine. No, no. Cover up. Cover up. Yes. Is it not the same? We go to school. You go and sit, everybody is going to the library. You are in the library for 15, 40, 15 hours or 14 hours, 12 hours in the library. You like on a computer, but you are not steady. Yeah. You are not steady. Yeah. You are not steady. Every time, oh, I'm going to the library, guys. Oh, I have to, I have to go to the library. There are times you tell your parents, 
you are you have lectures back you are somewhere So, final exam is coming. You didn't learn. You looked like you were learning with us, but you were not learning. You see, then when the result comes, and then jobs begin to flow based on results, you realize that you didn't, you're not hurting somebody, but you were hurting yourself, your own laughter, your own future, and your own advantage. Do you understand? It's the same way. Who, who will be invited to share in God's, uh, uh, be on God's list? Well, life is about choices. But where you, you receive the word and where you fellowship determines to a large extent the outcome of your entire life, your marital life, your destiny. Your ch- so it's very co- It's not simple. It's not simple. So when you are choosing a church, you don't choose because it's close to me. You don't choose because my family like it. Caris is so blessed because we didn't set out to depend on material things. We set out to seek God. And not just that. God has blessed us because I've done this thing with a, a very pure heart. A very pure heart. I mean, listen... When I'm talking, I am a Christian at core, not not a Christian at church, a Christian at core. My core is Christian. If you take away church, the reason I'm I'm doing church and I come here is because I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian at core so much that I'm I'm church addict. Because I'm a Christian at core. Listen, if you want God to bless you, he, who are the people who qualify for this kind of certain type? We can all be in church, but it doesn't mean we all shine. No. We can be hearing the word. We can all be doing outreach, but it doesn't mean we will all shine. Because some of us, you are doing the outreach and your motive is not sold out for Christ. No, something else is motivating you. Fame. You also want to be a pastor one day so people can listen to you and you feel. That's why you want to be a pastor. That's why it's your ego. Don't start that. Don't start ministry by developing appetite for the rewards of ministry. The physical rewards of ministry. The things that ministry brings naturally have become your target. So you miss ministry targeting those things. He said that those who will be rich. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. Those who will be rich, that word there doesn't mean you end up becoming rich. It means that those who desire, verse 9, those who desire to be rich, is it, is it a sin to desire to be rich? No. That desire there is, I will get money at any cost. If money becomes your motivation, you, have, you are befriending people because of their money. That's the those who desire to be rich is money. Fall into, you fall before you realize. You fall into temptation, not only temptation, and a snare. Snare is like a trap. You fall into a temptation, you fall into a trap, and you fall into many foolish. They tell you, I wonder, but how, how did I end up with this? You fall into foolish 
Foolish and harmful lust. Because you desire, watch this, this is a very interesting. Because you desire to be rich, you've fallen into, not trouble. No, it isn't you fall into trouble. No. What do you fall into? And then what? And then what? So you fall into temptation, you fall into traps, and you fall into lusts. Lusts. Okay, there's a, you fall into lust, but this type of lust is the foolish ones and have, have <laughs> harmful. It has ruined your destiny. Yeah. Ruin your destiny. Yeah. Every lust is not good, but some is very harmful. It's very harmful. It's important. Am I preaching at all? I've never related to anybody on the grounds of how much I'm going to get from them. That's not my kind of Christianity. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know that. What attracts some of you want to get close to me? It's very easy to get close to me. Be hungry for God and be genuine about it. For some reason, we will meet in the spirit. We will meet. And they said, when I heard the sound of your voice, the baby in my womb left for joy. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that it's to me, it's not even a price to pay to work with God genuinely. It's not a price to pay. It's a hard thing. I just, I just love, I enjoy it. You see what I'm saying? Ah, it's like my daughter is hungry. I said, let's go and sit somewhere at a restaurant. Let's eat with my daughter. And I'm feeling I'm paying a lot of, ah. Your work with God is not a price to pay him. Excuse me. When you don't have a heart for him, that's when you think you are paying price. Any little thing is a sacrifice. Every little thing, going out is a sacrifice. Coming for fellowship is a sacrifice. I'm trying, I'm trying. Every little thing you do is a sacrifice. Oh, come on. Your love for God neutralizes a lot of painful feelings in your pursuit of God. You don't even realize it. A heart for God. God said, he removed Saul and he put in David. He removed Saul and put David there. And he said, God testified concerning that I found a man after my heart. Oh. Acts 13, 22. And when he had removed Saul, the him is Saul, he raised up for them. I never even saw that. He didn't appoint David. He raised him himself. He nurtured him for the kingship. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that guy. I've seen that guy. It takes time. It takes time for God to show you forth. It takes time. Never desire. You have to come to the place that God, even if you don't bless me again, I'm sold out for you. God. Even if I don't get married, I am deadly committed to you. God, if I never get money, it's not, money is not part of the deal for my worship. It's not, it's not part of the deal. He said, he, when he removed Saul, he raised David up. 
He raised David. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He raised David as king. To whom also he gave t- testimony and said, I have found, what's the testimony God had about David? That David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Who will, see the way this guy has a heart for me. The, what I'm planning someone to do, he will just end up doing it. It's not that I'll go and tell him. I won't tell him. He will just be doing it because he has a heart for me so much. Anything that concerns me, before I could ask, he knows it. You will have to mobilize him for outreach. When people are not praying, he, he won't come and say, let's go to theme park. He will say, I want, I want some people, I want us to come together to pray. I, I want fear. He'll be praying to God, God, help me. I want to talk for people to come for us to pray. He doesn't know that's what God has been looking for. Because God has seen that prayer has gone down. But he's looking for a man who is, who is connected to him enough. Does it surprise you how David, he said, after... Can you imagine? After God has blessed him and he's got all that money, David got, most of us, when we get the money, we, our worship changes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Some of you, you are not trustworthy. Hmm. That's why God has to wait. Because if he blesses you too quickly, it's not good. You can't stand it. David, when he has come into wealth and he was living in the best of houses, he said, Look at the house I live in. How come God's house is in the state? No, no, I will do something. God hasn't asked me for. See, see just, he was doing the will of God. God didn't ask him. So God sent Nathan said, tell David, I have never asked anyone to do this for me. How come this has entered your heart to do it? He wasn't raised because he was a fighter, a good fighter. Because he could, he could, he could kill Goliath. That's not why God raised him. You can kill Goliath. And so Saul killed a lot for God. You can kill Goliath and still not have the sensitivity of what is most important on God's heart. David said, I want to build for God. I want to build the church. I want to do church. When he sat at home, he said, I don't want to do Zoom. I want to go to church itself. I I just want to church. God said, David, because of this thing, the throne will never leave your house again. You've gone, you've loved me too far. He said, I found David, a man after my heart. Who would do all my will? He would do it. When I tell him, he would do it. When I haven't told him, he would discern. Not like he's sensitive to know. Listen, what this, listen. This is what I'm trying to say. You know, when you love somebody so much, you are able to do things for them, and it surprises them. They say, Wow. I've always wanted to do this. You did it for me. You, what, when you do that, you draw them very close to you. Anyone who honors and celebrates you and values you, maybe that's one of the reasons I like Ebito. Anyone who values you, you just feel drawn to them. It's natural. There's a way when you have a heart, it shows in the gifts. God said, David, you're doing this for me. This is too much. Do this for me. There's a way that when you have a heart for somebody, 
It shows. You see, it may, just makes you feel this person values me. It's not what you are getting from the person, but the, the person's interest is in making sure you are rewarded. It makes you feel you value me that much. <laughs> God said, you, 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 that the gift you bring, God, this is how God said, he said, the gift you bring to me, will you give it to a governor? He said, take away, take away your rubbish gift. <laughs> your God, yeah, in Malachi. Wow. In Malachi, he said, you bring me, those days, a farming community, you are bringing sheep, that is sick. The one that when you say you make much money, that's the one you bring as offering. <laughs> that's why when you are, some of you, the, you've been so badly more mis, miseducated and misinformed spiritually that when you come to church, you, your giving is like a battle. You give the bronze coins because you are giving to charity. Give to church like you are giving to charity. It's a covenant practice. It's, it's honor to God. And it's a statement of faith. And it's an expression of love. Yeah. Some of us are fully dedicated. Yes. No wonder God counts us first. He removes others and raises us for what he wants done. Don't fool yourself and think to think what we are doing, we are all doing at the same level and it's just on the surface. Don't fool yourself. Some of us, this thing is more than skin deep. It's blood. It's blood. A heart for God. David said, I have a heart for you, God. Psalm 26 verse 2, he says, search my heart. Wow. Psalm 26 verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. (laughs) Examine me found a man after my heart. He said, did our hearts not burn? It depends on where your heart is. Our heart burn! When he spoke to Luke chapter 24, verse 31 and 32, somewhere there. Did our hearts not burn within within us? Did our hearts, did not our hearts burn within us while he spoke, talked with us? When you have a heart for God, that heart Actually, lips when you hear certain pure words of God. Bends for God. I was and they were cut to the heart. Let me round up by saying this. If you have a heart for God, it will always lead you in executing. All right, let me put it this way. This is a good one. God has got things that are hidden behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. God has, that, that's what is called revelation. His revelation is not given to everybody. When he sees that your heart is warm towards him, you have a heart towards God. In fact, I like this. Let me add this before I go. In Psalm 27, verse 8. Yeah. When you said, seek my face, what the pastor is preaching it's not just my ears that's hearing. My heart is actually heart. This is what my heart is looking for. Some of you, be, your cousins are under, don't understand why you don't attend the church with them. Because the thing is a heart thing. 
Some of you might even be pastor's children and you don't attend your father's church or your mother's church. And it's not because you don't respect them, but you found a place, your heart, your, your heart is so hungry for God. And when you come to this atmosphere, you can tell. We, we are doing heart thing. It's a heart thing. That's why I, w- I want you to know that you'll be disappointed if you don't have a heart for Jesus. When you say, seek ye my faith, my my heart said, your face, oh Lord, will I seek. When you said it, my heart said, this is what I've always been looking for. When they are preaching, the, when the word of God is coming to you, some people, their heart is saying something else. I said, when you said, my, my heart said. Now, when you have a heart for God, some of the things that happen is that God has Revelations. And the revelation is behind a curtain called heaven. And every now and then, God opens the heavens upon people who have a heart for him. Or who are after his heart. Yeah. So, in Genesis chapter 28, verse um, verse 12 to 14, the Bible said he slept. And behold, a ladder. I was talking about a ladder. And he saw, he saw heaven. And he saw the Lord. The first person who who encountered open heavens was Jacob. Jacob. In Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. Is someone receiving something? Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day. Sometimes the Bible is very specific on it. 13th year, fourth month, fifth day. As I was among the captives by the river Jeddah, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. He was with the people, but they didn't see it. He saw it. Heavens was opened and I saw visions of God. God has things hidden. He doesn't show it to everybody. He showed. So I can be speaking, but certain individuals are the one God is opening. Because he said, when you said, seek ye my faith, my heart said, my heart said, the reason why your temptation is stronger is because your heart for God is weaker. It's not like you want to fall into temptation. But your heart for God is weaker, so it makes temptation more potent. There are certain temptations you fall into. It's more a reflection of the fact that you have a weak heart for God. Did you understand? There are some temptations you won't, I mean, we are all prone to temptation, but there are certain temptations they can't, you can't fall into them easily when you have a heart for God. There are some parties you'll never see me there. What am I doing here? I, I can't be in some places. I just can't be there. I can't. Let alone to be exposed to uh, all kinds of things that will stir temptation in me. I can't be there. Because of my heart for God. My heart for God has damaged certain levels of desires in me. My heart for God. Simon, Simon, do you love me? This is a love thing. You must love God enough to be able to say, I'm going to walk away from this, my marital Isaac. My monetary Isaac. My career Isaac. My beauty Isaac. Yeah. What makes me important amongst you? I love God. I'm willing to walk away from it. 
Your heart for God is what determines what kind of temptations that you fall. Joseph, he said, how can I do this against God? How can I do it? It wasn't because he was so strong. Please. Joseph didn't walk away from Potiphar because he was so strong. He walked away from Potiphar because his heart for God was so strong. It is his heart for God, not his character. Some of us, some of the things that is happening in your life is because it's not your character. It's just your weak heart for God. Ezekiel was amongst others, captives. I said, I saw visions of God. The heavens was open. Jesus, others were being baptized. He was also being baptized. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible said the heavens was open upon him. Yeah. The heavens was open upon him. That's the next time heavens was open upon somebody. Opens and you see. Ah! When heavens open, you always see. Oh, yeah. He noticed things that have always been people having seen. Heavens was open upon Jesus. Heavens was open upon Stephen. In Acts chapter 7, verse 56, he was being stoned. He was about to die. He said, ah! And he said, he be full of the Holy gazed into heaven and saw glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He saw. Wow. 56. And he said, look, I see what? Wow. Open heavens. Open heavens is the heritage of people who have a heart for God. Mm. Yeah, so, I saw, so they were killing, you couldn't even feel it. I've seen heaven. <laughs> he saw the Son of Man standing. He has a heart. He will do anything for God. He will do anything for God. It doesn't matter how long. Some of us will only do it for a while. Listen. If you are going to decline in your spiritual work because your family members are complaining, you are not even qualified. Oh. Wow. Wow. Bible says that a man's enemies will be those of his own house. Yeah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 36, 37. Those of your own house. is they who can stop you from pursuing God. Those of your own house. And you, don't you know your church and don't you know the pastor? You come to church one, two, and you can tell this thing is having a glorious, godly impact on you. They haven't been. When someone wants to advise you on your spiritual life, check their lives first. Check their life. Check their fruit. Jesus said you shall know them by their fruits. Check their spiritual fruits. Not only behavior, but the fruit, the outcome. How many people are they affecting? You say you're a pastor. How come you are not impacting anybody for Jesus? Just that we know you in the family as pastor, 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 pastor Mike, pastor Mike, pastor Mike. How many people are you really changing for Jesus? And suddenly I'm beginning to do outreach. I can feel people crying. I can feel people changing through my preaching. You are telling me you are taking this church in too far. I'm a pastor. I can advise you. You can advise me. Show me your fruits. And never listen to people who tell you I used to. When it comes to godly resort, it's not about I used to. It's about now. What are you doing? Where are your fruits? Because good behavior is not a permanent possession. Heavens was open on Stephen. Heavens was open on Peter. Acts chapter 11 verse 10. 
I think from verse 9, so it, it, it's hallelujah. Amen. But uh, it's, it's Peter encountered open heavens. Heavens were open upon Peter. Peter had open heavens. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. Chapter 4, verse 1. After these things, I looked, and behold, ah, and behold, a door standing, oh, Jesus. You see, this man, John, John, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, see his, see his credentials before you, be rush, before you rush to Revelation 4, 1. See this guy's credential. I, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation. Tribulation means troubles, plenty troubles. Tribulations and uh, 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 companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. It comes with tribulations. Christianity, the Bible says, all those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Yeah, shall suffer persecution. Second Timothy chapter 3, I think verse 12 or something like that. All those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All those who desire to live godly in, if you are doing it somewhere in this church, if you are just doing it in church, you are not likely to suffer persecution. But if you are doing it in Christ, even church people, people who invited you to church, it gets to a time, they'll begin to say, hey, you are doing it tomorrow. I taught you, I taught you. Suffer persecution. He said, I am your fellow brother in the kingdom in tribulation of Jesus Christ. What? Yes. And see, so was on the isle, island that is called Patmos. So this guy was, the isle of Patmos is such an island. Because they were killing, he wouldn't die. They put him in hot soup. But they boil him in oil, he wouldn't die. They boil him in water, he wouldn't die. John wasn't dying. They, that's why I said tribulations of Christ. They did everything, wasn't dying. Others, they killed everybody, but John wasn't dying. So they just, uh, just relegated him to the Isle of Patmos to stay there and die in the wild animals. And he said, I was under, on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God's sake and the testimony of Christ. That's why I was there. What have you suffered for Jesus? You are making noise about God is not blessing me. What? Please stop those charismatic language. Charismatic things, they are entitled to blessings. That's why more of you, more. Talk, talk about, I give you more of myself than telling you, give me more of you, please. Um, but he said, is it such a person? He said, look at the next verse. I was on that aisle, and I was in the spirit on the lost day, and I heard behind me voice. God began to talk to me on that condition. And it was that, that's how we got the book of Revelation. And then the Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, that's when it, it talks about after these things, after all that he has seen, after this thing, behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. It started deep things showing. Why? Because of his heart for God. Well, for the testimony of Christ and the word of God's sake. I was on the Isle of Patmos. They thought they are getting rid of me. That's where we had the strongest revelation in the Bible telling us about how everything is going to be in the future. 
It was given to a man who had a heart. The Bible says that this guy used to put his head on Jesus' heart. John. He, he, he put his head in his bosom. The one who used to put his head in Jesus' bosom. That's John. He was very close to Jesus. Yeah. That's why he wrote about beloved, let us love. He wrote, he said, now there was, uh, there, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of the disciples whom Jesus loved. Do you know why he was leaning on his bosom? When they sat, notice that they used to sit on the floor for, and they, sometimes they, they, that, that's what I would say, they reclined at table. So you can stretch your leg this way, and then they are sitting like that. And he will always sit next to Jesus and sometimes put his head on Jesus' bosom. He loved Jesus. Jesus loved him. And when you put, when you put your head on somebody's bosom, you feel their heartbeat. Yes, he's talking about, he knew Jesus' heartbeat. That's how much he loved him. Have a heart for God. That's what secures your alone. I didn't even finish talking about Psalm 15. Go and read it. Who, who, uh, the one who will stand in your place. Who, verse 2 talks about who has upright work. And then he talk about the work. Then he talk about his works of righteousness. Now the things you are doing, you do right things, which is different from your actual behavior. And then he speaks the truth in his heart. These are qualifications that shows who will be sitting there in the time of glory. The reason I brought this scripture, it, it, talk, it went as far as saying that you can't stand people who are not right. It's there. He who does not backbite with his tongue. Mm. You're in church and a little bit of backbiting people. Does not, uh, uh, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does, does he take up a, re, a reproach against a, his friend. In other words, you are, you, you, you are, this is your friend, but you are behind your friend and saying things that will not hurt your friend. Look at the next verse quickly. In whose eyes a vile person. Give me NIV. Okay. Who despises a vile, a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord. So someone who is vile is like, you don't value God. You despise people like, like me. I despise people like that. Not that I don't value a human being, but I don't crave your company. I don't crave your company. There's nothing you have that will attract me to you. A sinner, you don't value God, you don't value worship. Oh, come on, come on. I despise you, not as a human being. But you understand, I despise relationship with you. I don't crave it. I don't look forward to it. Despise. That's a sign that shows how far God can take you. The people you accommodate tells us how far God can, won't take you. Yeah. Did you see that it's in your Bible? Who keeps an oath when, uh, even when it hurts and does not change their mind? You know you are committed. Others are talking, but you, did, you, are, you are loyal. Even when it's not favorable for you, you are loyal. You are firm. When a church comes out and attack, there are some people who turn their backs against the church. But others, to the, no, I'm genuine. And I know, I know what this church has done for me. I am genuine. And I'm committed. It doesn't matter even if I, my entire family rises against me. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to love you for an open heavens. I pray for our, these precious friends. Bless them. Let them do well. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carriage Church on YouTube 
and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.